Night Whispers. It's a hobby. So what's yours? Resurrection. It's a hotbed of revolutionary activity. Revolution? Revolution? That's great. I'm completely on top of that. We speak of revolution. Revolution? This revolution is going to make us a fortune. Watch the buzz. Now, what are we all talking about, huh? <laughs> Say it. We speak of revolution. Revolution? Sons of Liberty. Patriots speaking of revolution and freedom. Let's do this. Ready? One. He's never afraid to take on the establishment. Nice the hotbed of revolutionary activity. He means business. This is not the weirdest feeling in the world right now. Oh, what's happening? Too big, too loud. Ladies and gentlemen, let's make some noise for your favorite show. Now, here's your host for Night Whispers, Reverend Victor Robert Farrell. Night Whispers, December 11, number 346, God's Bloody Hands. And your dream word is courage. Joshua 10 verse 40 to 42 reads like this. So Joshua conquered all the land, the mountain country and the south and the lowland and the wilderness slopes and all their kings. He left none remaining, utterly destroyed all that breathed as the Lord God of Israel had commanded. And Joshua conquered them from Kadesh Barnea as far as Gaza and all the country of Goshen even as far as Gibeon. All these kings and their land Joshua took at one time, because the Lord God of Israel fought for Israel. As General Joshua begins now to thoroughly take possession of the promised land, of the land flowing with milk and honey, make no mistake about it that at this point the land was flowing with the blood of the slaughtered inhabitants. Three times in this one chapter, after we read accounts of the genocidal and ethnic cleansing of the land, we hear the refrain regarding Joshua that he left none remaining, or as the authorised version put it, he left none that breathed. Our text for tonight, however, goes even farther and points out that not only was General Joshua acting under the express command of God Almighty, but the Lord himself was intimately involved in the bloody conflict. Indeed, just as the Lord had took part in the battle against the five kings in Joshua chapter 10 by raining down upon them his heavenly artillery, so in the same way, in the rest of this conflict, God was most thoroughly involved. There is no doubt that under the terms of the present Geneva Convention and under international law of today, that both God and Joshua, his earthly general, would face charges for crimes against humanity, for there was no doubt whatsoever about the full involvement of God in this total and bloody war. Think about that. While you are thinking tonight, then, allow me to remind you of but five small things. Firstly, that this utter destruction was not a matter of some religious fanatic, some mad murderer, some sorry psychopath shouting out that God made me do it. No, but by his direct presence and actions, God himself was clearly, intimately and actively involved. The presence and actions of God the Almighty were not in question by anyone, especially by those people upon which he waged war. Yes, God was seen by everyone to have fought for Israel. 
Secondly, tonight, please remember that it was God who had placed these murderous scoundrels, this totally corrupt society of Canaan, in his judicial courtroom dock. They had been on trial, not him, and as judge and merciful jury, he had long since pronounced them guilty, even giving them centuries to amend their ways, and finally, when they did not, he became most terrible in carrying out his righteous judgment upon them. It was God who was judging humanity here, people. It was humanity that had been on trial here, not God. Remember that. Thirdly, note that the diabolical possession of a manifest spiritual evil had undoubtedly taken root in the land over centuries. And this earthly conflict was no doubt part of a much greater heavenly conflict. The two were, and are always, most intimately intertwined. And the land of promise has always been a touching ground, a tinderbox of bloody conflict, if you will, to try and halt both the first and the second coming of Jesus Christ, the King of Kings. Fourthly, note that this same diabolical possession of manifest evil has throughout history, and even today, been clearly seen in the devastation of two world wars, Rwanda, Cambodia, the terrible trials of Western Europe, Eastern Europe, the diabolical machinations of Soviet communism and Chinese communism, the Middle East, etc., etc., and seemingly ad infinitum. And note that God has been constantly fighting these evil manifestations so that his gospel may be preached. Therefore, fifthly, and finally tonight, note that though free forgiveness has been purchased through the shed blood of Jesus, and that this good message of the gospel has and is being proclaimed throughout the whole world and has been done so now for some 2,000 years, that I am now, along with many others, increasingly convinced that the grace of this proclamation is quickly drawing to a close. You need to consider if the time of the end battle lines are being drawn, for people and practices are raising themselves up against the Most High God, and I tell you what, He is coming to meet them. So much so, I hear His feet pad deliberately towards the tops of Carmel tonight, I hear the wind sucked into his flare nostrils and see his great lungs fill with the hot air of his indignation. Jesus, the lion of the tribe of Judah, is getting ready to roar, dear friend. And when he does, well, you better watch out and you better take care because he is coming to judge the earth. The question I have for Christians tonight then is this. Are you living in the reality of these times? And if you truly were, what difference would it make to your worries? your choices, and your priorities if you did. Think about that. Listen, the Lord roars from Zion and utters his voice from Jerusalem. The pastures of the shepherds mourn and the top of Carmel withers. Amos chapter 1 verse 2. Pray with me please. Along with the Holy Spirit, we the holy people align our voices with the pleading of all the centuries of saints. Therefore tonight, great King, mighty Master, strong Saviour, roaring Lion of the tribe of Judah, we say, come. Yes, even so, come, Lord Jesus. Amen, and let it be so. Thank you for listening to Night Whispers. 
your daily inspiration from Pastor Victor Robert Farrell and the 66 Books Ministry. Please remember that these nightly inspirations are made possible by the generosity of listeners like you. So please, make your donation today at www.give66.com. Thank you.